Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, these are like props, but I really felt so impressed that the word that the Lord put on my heart, mainly this scripture, is not just something that we need in our life, but if we ever needed a time where we needed to hang on to the hope and know that we are anchored, it's now. It's now. Um, the scripture that I'm using is out of Hebrews 6:16 6, through 20. It says, "People swear um, by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all arguments. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of His purpose very clear to His heirs of what was promised, He confirmed it with an oath." God did this so that by two unchangeable things, it is impossible for God to lie. And we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. Do we not need encouragement today? Absolutely. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It's not just an anchor, it's for our soul, and it is firm, and it's secure. I'm reminded our security is not in this world, it's in Christ. So we have this anchor that is firm and secure, and if you're catching the Boston accent, yes. That's why it's good that you have it right here, so that when I say anchor, you really know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So we have the hope, and it says he, um, we have this hope as an anchor of our soul, firm and secure. It enters into the sanctuary behind the curtain or the veil, where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He's entered behind the veil on our behalf. He's become the high priest in order of Melchizedek forever. What I love by this scripture, and it really rings home to me because I wasn't, I was brought up Catholic. So for us, the only way that we could find forgiveness of our sins was to go through a priest for repentance and confession of sin. So when I was able to, um, when, I, when I came to know the Lord and began reading his word, I got so excited on this scripture that he is my high priest. He's the only one. He's the only mediator between us and God. He's the only one I have to repent, confess to, find forgiveness of sins. So that's the, you know, he's, in, he's behind the veil. He's there. And when we look at the anchor, I want you to remember, our anchor isn't deep into the ocean, even though I'm going to use some examples. Our anchor is anchored upward into the things of God. So the focus is going to be we have this hope as an anchor for our soul. I hope if you don't get anything else out of this, that that scripture 
just goes with you throughout the week, in every circumstance that you're facing, in every storm that you might be in. Because, see, we live in a world of uncertainty. Everywhere we turn, we're bombarded with things that just take the hope from us. Can't turn on the TV or a news station without hearing of wars, Afghanistan, rumors of wars, hearing of disease, COVID. Anybody else tired of that word, COVID? Hearing of, should we get the vaccination? Shouldn't we get the vaccination? Hearing of crimes, um, parents losing their children, um, rebellion. It's, there's not a lot of positive that we're hearing when we turn on the news. You might say, but I don't watch the news. I don't either, but guess what? You know what's just as um, negative if we feed on it too much? Social media. Social media, whether it be Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, it, is, it bombards us with the negative. It takes our hope. We're seeing, you want to see wars, even amongst Christians, we don't have to go too far even on Facebook. We all think we have an opinion, and we do. But the rudeness and the ang anger that sometimes we use to press our own point is just causing division. We go on social media and we see um, the rebellion right out in front. Good called evil, evil called good. So if we're not careful, though, you might not watch the news Social media, if you feed on it, it's draining you because if you, whatever you feed on is what's going to nourish you. So if you're feeding too much on this, and I do at times, there's times I say to my husband, I'm shutting my phone off. I'm shutting my phone off. I'm just, I'm shutting my phone off. I'm not watching the news. I just, I've got to get into the word. I've got to get into the place of I know what the word says, what the truth says. So we have this hope as an anchor for our soul. Let's picture the world that we live in as an ocean. Because as I'm using an ocean anchor and um, the scripture, let's picture the world that we live in as an ocean and picture ourselves as the ship. Okay? We're the vessel on the ocean. So this is us in the world. The world is the ocean we're the ship on the ocean. Sometimes the world can be peaceful. Sometimes the storms, can, uh, the, the ocean can be peaceful. But more often than not, storms come. More often than not, in this world, there's not peace. So here we are, the ship on the ocean, living in this world. God has given us what we need to not be tossed to and fro from it. The ocean, I love it. I, take me to the beach, I love it. It can be so peaceful. I, I find peace like no other. But let there be a storm and high winds, and I see that sea is so angry and so powerful and so devastating, and that's the world that we live in as well. So we're like ships on the ocean, but we have to be careful that we're not so easily tossed to and fro by the storms that we might be in, by the strong winds, by its currents. We don't have to be because we have 
an anchor because just as a ship is subject to the ocean, we're subject to the current condition of our world. We're in the world, but we're not of it. But he didn't remove us from it. We are in the world. God doesn't want us tossed around and feeling helpless, so he gave us the anchor of our hope. How many of you have realized that everything that we need is in him? We know it, but we need to be reminded of it because like me, there's times I feed too much on the natural that I forget the supernatural and I forget what his word says that in spite of it all, everything I need, I have in him. Let's look at the purpose of an anchor. We're going to look at what it's designed for. We're going to look at what it's made of and how we hold on to it and how it holds on to us. As a ship in a boat that has a destination on the, on the sea, so do we. Listen, we're pilgrims passing through this world. Our destination is heaven. Our lifespan is so short. And I realize people used to say the older you get, the quicker life goes by. So when I see in the scripture where it talks about life being like a vapor, it, it truly is. And none of us know what tomorrow brings. We don't know our lifespan. You know, we don't know the longevity of it. So our focus is upward in heaven. And that's where we are to be anchored, not in this world. An anchor is a device normally made of heavy metal. I won't lift it at this time because I'll be lifting it later and I don't know that I'm ready for, you know, lifting weights. Um, it's a device normally made of metal that is used to connect a vessel, a ship, to the bed of a body of water, we'll say the bottom of the ocean, to prevent the ship from drifting due to storms and prevent the, sh the ship from being lost or wrecked from the strong winds. It's attached to the ship by a rope or a chain. So we're just going to say a chain because I am using the ocean um, type of anchor. It's attached by, um, the, the anchor is attached by a chain, dropped into the water to keep the ship, us, in place either by its weight or it's flukes that grip the bottom. A source of security and stability. This is our source of security and stability. Remember that. Jesus, like an anchor, is our source of security and stability. There is no security outside of him. If you've lived long enough, you begin to realize things that you thought you had security in can be gone tomorrow. People you thought you had security in can be gone tomorrow. Jesus, he is our security and our stability. Because whatever is going on around us, he doesn't change. But he doesn't change he promises to give us all that we need to sustain us and to stabilize us. So we have him and his promises. Why an anchor? When I was doing research, it said that in ancient days, an anchor was used as artwork and engravings as a symbol of Christianity. 
it says that anchors appear in Roman catacombs on the tombs of the Christians, showing or displaying the Christians' hope in eternal life. So remember, our anchor is up there. That's our destination. That's where we're going. The Bible uses the anchor figuratively to depict the hope that we have as an anchor of our soul. And our souls need to be anchored. Romans 5, 5 says, and I did not give this to Spencer, and I will say there might be some things not quite right because I sent him a little bit of a wrong order, but we're going to just go with it. My fault, not Spencer's. Romans 5, 5 says, now hope does not disappoint. Why? Because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Just as an anchor holds a ship firmly into place in the middle of a storm to keep it from drift, not just being wrecked, drifting, damaged, or destroyed. God has given us the truths of his word. Well, I thought our anchor was Jesus. Jesus is the word in flesh. He is the living word. And um, so he has given us all that we need in Jesus in the midst of the storm. His truths, which are intended to hold our minds focused on the truths of his word and not the storms around us. Why do we anchor a ship? Again, to keep it from being wrecked, lost, destroyed, or just drifting. That's why we anchor a ship. Life's storm and situations... Trials will come our way. They will break on us like waves of the sea. They can even come out of nowhere. Have you ever felt like suddenly the rug was pulled out from under you? Suddenly you got that word. Suddenly out of nowhere this devastation happens. Suddenly you're put in the middle of a storm that you don't want to be in. You didn't see coming. It sideswiped you. You just didn't see it coming. Well, life is full of storms like this, and they will break on us like the waves of the sea. Ever feel like you're drowning? If we're not prepared, having a hold to our anchor, these storms will overtake us, but they don't have to. They just don't have to. I, when I was thinking of the waves crashing on us, I was thinking, how many times do we like see something or hear something, or even in the midst of COVID, how many times from what we've seen or heard has fear like a wave come upon us? It, it is a scary thing, and I'm not going to undermine COVID whatsoever. It's a real thing, and it's scary. People are dying. People are getting very sick. God is sustaining people. God is healing people. But if we aren't anchored, what's going to happen is we're not just going to be overtaken with fear and anxiety and depression. Because you know what happens when that happens to us? We make decisions out of our emotions. We do things and say things we wouldn't normally do because it's out of our emotions. 
not according to the word of God. So as the, as the wave of fear comes upon us, we can stand on his word and say, I might feel fear, but God, fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your presence, Lord. When I'm standing in him, fear doesn't stand a chance. So we have to use the word, refocused back on the word. Well, I don't know. I don't really do a lot of the reading of the word. Today's a good time to start it. It doesn't matter how long we've been in the word or not been in the word or maybe even drifted away from our time in the word. The thing is, it's the word that is going to sustain us. This is the anchor for our soul. So we have got to know his truths, know him to be able to withstand the storms and that they may come and we might feel the wave hit us, but it is not going to overtake us. Remember, the storms of life come and they will come. We have to be prepared ahead of time. Oh yes, there have been times when I've slacked on my word I've slacked on praying. I've slacked on fellowship. I've become so much more consumed with all the good that's going on in the world and all the things that I enjoy. And then, boom, a storm comes. And I feel like I am drowning. And, it, and I have to go back and say, and I'll say to my husband, I am going in, into the, we have a sunroom that is like my prayer room. I am going in there and I've got to grab a hold of the scriptures and, and grab a hold of the truths of God's word or this is going to overtake me. Because I don't just want to, and, and sometimes we don't want to just get through the storm. We want to glorify him as the keeper of our storm, as the keeper of us in the midst of the storm. So God made preparations for us to be saved from life's shipwrecks. He provided the anchor. One so sure no storm will overwhelm or overtake us if we use it. I mean, that anchor sitting in a boat is not going to do me any good. But there's times I don't need it, but I still have it. I have it available. I, I stay anchored because, again, we don't know when it's going to come, how fast or fierce it will come. What I love um, is one of the scriptures, a few of the scriptures in Matthew. Um, one in Matthew eight twenty seven says, Who is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? That gives me hope. Mark 4.39 says, he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and it was calm. There's no storm too big or out of his control. All he has to do is speak the word and it has to obey no matter what situations. Well, why does he allow us to go through it then? Well, if Jesus himself, the scripture says, learned obedience by the things that he suffered, guess what? We're going to go through some suffering because I can tell you when life is good, oh, and I'm conversing with the Lord, it's good. But when I get desperate, I am desperate for him. I need you, Lord. I need you. And we can have the hope of knowing that nothing is too big and nothing is impossible with him. The benefits of the anchor. An anchor is used 
so that we aren't controlled by what is externally going on around us. Our circumstances, again, COVID, wars, broken relationships, natural disasters. These are real things happening right now, but we don't have to be controlled by them. An anchor, listen to this, and when I'm saying an anchor, think of Jesus. An anchor brings comfort to the sailors because it gives assurance that they aren't completely at the mercy of the storm. Hope does the same thing for us. Jesus does that same thing for us. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul. We don't have to be at the mercy of that. We can have the assurance and the security in him. If we allow ourselves to be driven helplessly by our circumstances, what happens? Not only do we lose focus, confusion begins to set in, fears, anxiety begins to set into where we can't even, we can't even focus. <coughs> Excuse me. Our heart becomes sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Our heart becomes sick if we allow ourselves to be driven helplessly in the storm. We don't need to. We can hang on to the anchor. Oh, we're, we're going to feel it. I mean, we're going to feel it at times. The Lord's going to allow us to feel it. But you know what? I thank God feelings aren't truth. They might be real, but there's a, did you ever realize there's a difference between real and truth? So these feelings might be real, but they're not the truth. We need an anchor to hold us as an anchor of hope to give us peace in the midst of the storm. Now let's just remind you of Peter. Peter, when he got out of the boat, there was a storm going on, okay? As long as he kept his focus on the Lord... The storm was below him. I don't want to just say walk on water because that's not what I want you to get. It, the supernatural of walking on water. The storm was below him. He was above the storm. But the minute he got his eyes back onto the storm, he began to sink. And fear came in and he began to cry out to the Lord. And the Lord was right there. But notice the difference. When his focus was on the Lord, the storm was below him. When his focus was on the storm, he was sinking and it was over. He lost sight of Jesus. And that's what can happen to us. I am so glad that Jesus said that he gives us peace in the midst of a storm. No, it's not natural to have peace in the midst of the storm. But he gives us peace that passes all understanding. His peace is unexplainable because it's not natural but it's not unattainable because he gives it to us. An anchor keeps us from losing ground. Well, what do you mean, Joni? We might be moving forward in our walk with the Lord, and then the storm hits. But if we're anchored with the hope in the Lord, we're not going to drift away. I know there's been times in my walk in 30-something years, my walk with the Lord, that there's been times things have gotten hard, the storms have gotten hard, and you know what? Slowly I got my eyes off the Lord and I began to drift back to some of those things that I thought would bring comfort, temporary fixes, things that would bring security. And guess what? Most of the time they brought consequences. 
So we don't want to drift back. So an anchor keeps us from losing ground. We might not be moving forward, but we are not going to be moving backwards. It's going to keep us in the midst of the storm. I will say that thank God that he is the God that will leave the 99 and go for the one. Because even in those times that I drifted away by his mercy and love that I could never fathom would go after me and bring me back in. But we don't have to do that. We don't have to go back to the elements that he delivered us from. So God has given us this anchor as a hope so that we can go through the storms. He doesn't prevent us from the storms, but he equips us with all that we need in him to ride it out. We just have to hold our position until the storm passes and we're able to advance again. What's the name of your storm? Financial pressure? Loss of job security? Strained relationships? Uncertainty of the future? Everything going on around you? What it looks like? Fighting fear of COVID? Anxieties? A medical report? What is your storm? Doesn't matter. He can speak and it'll be done. And one thing we know, the storm will pass. And we can have hope knowing not only that we have him and he has us, but this storm is going to pass. It's not, this is a season. It's not going to be like this forever. It may feel so devastating that you think, I don't know, God, it's never going to be the same again. You're right. When I lost my mother and my father, I realized things will never be the same again. But you know what the Lord showed me? They won't, but they will be good again. And that's the hope that we have that we can hang, hang on to. So we have the strength of an anchor. They're not just made of any kind of metal. They're made of a metal that doesn't corrode, something heavy, <coughs> something that gives the security. It's not just any kind of metal. Attached by the chain. So, and our anchor is made of something unmovable. Thank you, Lord. He is unmovable. Um, it's made of something that won't corrode in the salt water. <clears throat> in this life, again, we depend on the strength of the anchor, hope, because there are times we face such devastation but being anchored, we are safe in the midst of what's going on around us. Sometimes the storms come out of nowhere, so we have to be prepared at all times. Can't wait until a storm is coming to prepare, because we might not have notice. Many times we don't have notice. This is the importance of feeding on him in his word, prayer, and relationship. And I'm going to add another thing, fellowship. Fellowship is, poor, is important because when we're in the midst of the storms and we're fighting, we're fighting. We need our brothers and sisters in Christ to remind us of the truth that might be blinded 
by the storm. We need each other. If we didn't, it wouldn't be called a body. God didn't make us an island. He made us a body. We need each other. We need to encourage each other. That's the importance. That's part of the strength of the anchor. Um, Jesus is our hope. 1 Peter 1.3 says, Because of Christ's resurrection from the dead, he is our living hope, just as Pastor said. He is our living hope. He's not dead. What I like about this scripture is it doesn't say he was our living hope. It says he is our living hope. He's not dead. He is alive. What he did back then, he can do now, and even more so because the Spirit's been sent. So he is our living hope. We just have to believe it. So what do we do with our anchor? In the storm, we hold as tightly to it as if our life depends on it. Jesus, my life is dependent on hanging on to you. It's not just enough for me to see it and to have it available. I've got to hang on to it. Our faith must hold tightly to the hope of eternal life, tightly to our hope, who is Jesus, tightly to Jesus in his word and the truth of his word, so much so that it will cause us to lose, it will, nothing will cause us to lose its hold. And I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to be very brief. Some of you that know me may know this story. I didn't intend on really telling this story. But when I think about a tight hold, I think about this story, and um, I'm going to try to be as quick as I can. I don't want to keep... Okay, this... Um, in, in January of 2014, my son had... Um, he was managing Omega Sports, which was a running store, and he decided that he wanted to get into the community more, so he started these Couch to 5K. Well, I never wanted to admit that I wanted to learn how to run a 5K because I just automatically assumed I couldn't do it. So I didn't want to set myself up for failure. Well, lo and behold, he talked me into it. He's like, Mom, this is easy. This is easy. We just slowly do it. We run a little. We walk a little. So it, it got that, that dream alive a little bit. So I said, okay, DJ, I am going to do this. I am going to do this. He's like, okay, we meet every Tuesday, and then we do a little run and walk, and they give us the right equipment. And then through the week, what we, how we were supposed to do it, what we're supposed to do on our own. Come about, come July, I was so excited. The end of June was the first time on my own when I was running, I achieved the, the 5K in my running. I had such confidence, I knew I could do this. I could do this. I can't believe it. I can do this. So as I'm running like the next day or within the next week, I'm running and um, out of nowhere, as I'm running... I see something coming out of the woods. So I'm running and I just kind of look like this. And when I do, it's a fox that fixes his eyes on me and not just fixes his eyes on me. It decides it's coming after me. Now, this is the, this is the daytime. This isn't dusk. This isn't night. I knew I could not outrun this thing. I was screaming, I was yelling, I was new to the neighborhood, um, and we didn't live in a brand new, you know, a, a, a real wooded neighborhood, you know, but we'd only been there maybe four or five months, six months, so here we are, 
here I am, I, I'm, I'm looking and I'm seeing this thing come toward me and I'm thinking, I cannot run this thing. What do I do? And I really believe God gave this to me that he just so naturally took over because Joni would think if that happened, she'd lay down and die. You know, it was just a fear. I faced this thing. As it was coming to me, it, it jumped up at me. I knocked it down. I, he came back up. I kicked it, it, it. And then he kept coming at me. He came. He knocked me to the ground. He bit me. I knocked it off me. And then one more time, he thought he was coming. He kept coming from my neck, which I thought was very strange. When he started to come to me again, I grabbed him. I grabbed him by the neck before he could bite me again. Because I knew, one thing I knew, this thing was relentless. This thing was not going to give up. When I grabbed him, he had grabbed a hole in my shirt and locked his jaw. Couldn't get him off me. What do I do? Because I know if I, if I throw him or I let him go, he's going to keep coming at me. I had to hold tight. And one thing I realized is it was flailing around. The tighter the hold, the more control I had over it. So as I was holding it, to make a long story short, I was able to run up to some, some neighbor's house. And this... This guy was tall, he was big, and he was like, and I said, you've got to help me. I'm crying. You've got to help me. You've, you've got to help me. I, this thing won't stop attacking me. You've got to help me. And he was like, right? And I'm crying. I'm like, listen, I don't know what to do. I can't. If I let it go, it's going to keep attacking. He said, okay. He said, I'm going to come up behind you, and I'm going to grab this fox. And when I do, to take it off you, run into my house. He said, I have a dog crate in the garage and I'm going to do it. He did it. Ended up the fox was um, rabid. So I did have to have tests. It didn't look rabid. So, okay, here's my dream and my goal and my journey and destination. My destination to a 5k and running. The first thing I thought of was I can't believe it. I'm not going to be able, I'm, I'm never going to be able to run again. I'm not going to be able to do my 5K. I'm just, there goes my, there goes my, my dream, my destination. I lost. And the Lord said, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to get right back out there. I'm like, I'm going to get back out there? Yeah, you're going to get right back out there. Now, I was carrying something the next time I went out running. But I knew if I didn't get back out there and face my fear, fear doesn't stay the same. Fear grips us, and it keeps taking a tighter grip and takes more ground from us. I knew if I didn't get out there and face my fear, my life would be ruled by fear, number one. Number two, I would never know what I could accomplish with God without the fear. So I got back out there. I ran the 5K, the, um, the, the one uptown Charlotte um, for Omega Sport. I ended up coming in the second woman. I came in second for the women. So um, I don't do a whole lot of running now. Not so much out of fear. It's kind of the knees. But anyways, when I think of hold tight, do we hold tight? We have to hold tight as if our life depends on it. Do we have a tight hold on this anchor? 
We can. If we don't, we can. When we're in trouble, our grip becomes stronger. Just like when I had my hand around that box. Being in, I, I swear it was a, super, a supernatural strength because even the gentleman didn't know how I held on. He had scratches all over him, and he was a big guy. I had one bite. I didn't have a scratch the rest on me, and I was able to hold it. Um, it I believe it was a supernatural strength. So when we're holding tight, we don't just have to rely on our own strength. God will give us the ability to continue to supernaturally hang on when we feel like we need to let go. A strict our grip will become stronger if we refuse to let go. The fiercest of storms force an anchor to go deeper. Did you know this? The fiercest of storms force an anchor to go deeper to the bottom of the ocean. Because the more the ship drags this anchor and holds tightly to the anchor, the tighter its hold becomes. Just like when we face trials, if we hold tight to the hope that is the anchor of our soul, the trials and the tests will cause us to go deeper in our relationship with God. How does this happen? Well, I know in my own life, I've always heard he was my provider. But when I was without provision and had to depend on him and I watched him come through, I no longer knew here he was my provider. I knew here absolutely he's my provider. I know he's a shelter from a storm. But it's not until I'm in the midst of a storm and need shelter that I really know he is my shelter. And what does that do? It increases our faith. It causes us to know him more because it's just so many facets of God that we can just continue to go deeper and deeper in him. And Romans 8, 28 says, all things work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I love this because even the bad things, even the bad things, even those things that happen to us that aren't our fault, that are caused from someone else, we can still hang on to the Lord and say, you know what? I'm going to be okay because no matter what they're doing to me, God says all things are going to work together for my good. And God is in control of my life, not people. So we hang on to that. We hold tightly. He gives us beauty for ashes. So it doesn't matter how much rubble your life might look like in the midst of a storm. He promises to give beauty for ashes. If he can raise to life the dead, there's nothing he can't do. There's nothing. So we hold tightly. But last of all, the anchor holds us. God holds on to us. It's not just good enough for a ship to hold, have hold of the anchor. The anchor has to be connected and have hold of the ship. It has to be connected and have hold of the ship. Isaiah 43, 2, the NIV says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not oversweep you. He didn't say if. He didn't say maybe you will. He said when you do. So don't be surprised when the storms come. He said that they will come. 
but he's provided all that we need. When in a dark place and all your hope is gone in the natural and it seems lost, it's imperative that we understand that God holds us. Because there are times I can't hang on no matter how tight my grip. I might feel like I can't hang on any longer. His hand grabs, he holds us. I don't have to just hang on in my own ability and in my own strength. He holds us just like the anchor holds the ship and the ship holds the anchor. He's never going to leave us and he's never going to forsake us. These are the things we've got to get in us. It's dark out there. It's dark, but we're the light of the world. Guess what? The darker it gets, the lighter we shine for his glory. And we have our hope is in him. He won't leave us. He won't forsake us. We might all, always feel him there, but by faith we know he's there because that's what his word says. He never promised we wouldn't face storms or be in storms, but he did promise we would not be alone. And he equipped us with all we need to remain anchored in him in the midst of it. Our hope, like an anchor, won't deliver us from every problem and prevent it, but it will save us from destruction. There's times we're going to feel bruised, but it will save us from destruction. We might be tossed and battered, but we are safe. We have an anchor of the soul that is unmovable, immovable. I think that's how you say it, immovable. It can't be moved. We have a hole of this thing that can't be moved. Guess what? We won't be moved. What storm of life are you in? What storm of life am I in? Are we holding tightly to our anchor of hope? The enemy can do a lot of things, but don't let him take your hope. Refocus on who he is and who is our hope and get anchored again in his word and in who he is. Remember, he is God that he can't lie. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.